You're listening to the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, featuring interviews with your favorite speculative fiction authors. We'll be discussing their books, their fandoms, and their writing processes. So sit back and enjoy Episode 3 with Celtic urban fantasy author H.A. Titus. Welcome back to Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. We're delighted that you've decided to join us today. Today on our program, we have the lovely Heather Titus, who we first met when we were all at Realm Makers together in August of 2015, which is also how Josh and Aaron and I met. During the podcast, we do reference some technical difficulties that we had getting Heather on board, and we do apologize for that, but it got to be a bit of an inside joke, and we actually did enjoy uh, making light of that. You'll also hear on our broadcast today that uh, Heather and Aaron are both from Michigan and they do razz each other quite a bit about being from the UP and the Lower Peninsula. And you'll also notice that we are still kind of stepping on each other's toes here and there and missing cues for our own lines, but that's okay. We're learning and we're hoping to make this one of the best broadcasts that we can. And if you'll just bear with us, hopefully you'll see us grow over the next few months. Also, we spent a little bit of time drooling over DC's Arrow TV show. Aaron and Josh and I are certainly fans, and we're definitely trying to make Heather a fan. Anyway, that is the highlights of our podcast today. I do hope you'll enjoy it, and here's the broadcast. This is the Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards podcast, and I am Liberty Spidell. I'm Joshua Hart. Good morning, Vietnam! You know, wait, wait, that's wrong. One day, I'm going to get this intro thing right. Anyway, uh, I'm Aaron. So, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for joining our podcast today. Today, we're excited to have our um, friend H.A. Titus, also known as Heather, on the podcast today. She is a Celtic urban fantasy writer and has had her first book, Forged Steel, out for a few months now. Uh, Heather Titus, also known as H.A. Titus to her readers, is usually found with her nose in a book or spinning story worlds in her head. She first fell in love with speculative fiction when she was 12 and her dad handed her the Lord of the Rings. She lives on the shores of Lake Superior with her meteorologist husband and young son, who do their best to ensure she occasionally emerges into the real world, usually for some kind of adventure. When she's not writing, she can be found rock climbing, mountain biking, or skiing. She is the author of the Celtic urban fantasy Forge Steel. Welcome, Heather. Hi, good to be here. Hello. Welcome. Well, we're glad to have you. So thanks for coming on, and thanks for putting up with all of the technical difficulties tonight. That's <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Good. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, there's not a whole lot to tell. I'm kind of a boring person, generally. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a writer. I read a lot. Uh, I like to... When I'm not reading and writing, pretty much I just mountain bike and rock climb and generally just try to enjoy life. So. And you're in the best state in the union. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Heather and I are in the, live in the same state for anybody who's confused. I live. That. I live in the better part of it, though. Well, that's, that's true. There's the troll. So. <laughs> Let's not have any fights about that now, guys. <laughs> oh, the two of us could go on for hours about just Michigan jokes, but <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure we could. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> So, what is your quest? Oh, I spent a long time thinking about this question when you guys sent it to me, trying to figure out what it meant <laughs> for me. <laughs> if you see in the next couple of questions, there's a theme going with those. So. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just kind of like, you know, if you're looking at like my life quest, if you want to call it that, just uh, I just kind of see it as an adventure and kind of just that's a big thing for a big theme in my life it seems like is just seeing stuff in as, as an adventure so I guess that's my quest I don't to live in an adventure no. just to you're, be you're one of those the uh, journey <laughs> is more important than the destination types then huh? uh, look yeah there you go I guess you could kind of say that um, just to just to view life as an adventure kind of I guess like, uh, yeah, I could rephrase that in kind of an Asian accent and offend a lot of people. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we don't need to hate mail yet. <laughs> this is so only our second episode. Let's not do that. <laughs> Please, let's not. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Forge Steel? Um, yeah, Forge Steel is, um, like Liberty said, a Celtic urban fantasy about a computer geek who ends up finding out that uh, the Celtic myths are true and gets dragged into a quest. I must admit I have not read it yet. It is on my to-be-read list. I think it's either next or second to next, something like that. I got problems with that list. There's too many things on it. I am yep. really excited to read it, though. I love that description, and I've read the back cover copy a couple of times. And like, yeah. and it has an absolutely amazing cover, too. I remember when it came out. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Well, thank you. One of my good friends did that. She, I thought she did a really, really good job with it. So, mm -hmm. What made you write this particular book? You can blame this particular book on reading... Uh, Neil Gaiman's book Neverwhere. Um, it was kind of the first sort of urban fantasy-ish book that I'd ever read, and I finished it and I thought, "Ooh, that would be a really cool thing to write my own urban fantasy book." And then I just kind of mashed the idea of urban fantasy together with my fascination with Celtic mythology, and Forge Deal is what happened. <laughs> Now, there, there's a question for you. The whole Celtic aspect of that. Have you read Stephen Lawhead's Song of Albion trilogy? Yes. Yeah, I read that Oh, quite a, quite a while ago, actually, several years ago. So that's a, that's a good series. I do enjoy that one. It is. I read that a long time ago, too. I should read that again. Oh, no, something else on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so what was What's the your best... favorite part of writing? Remember Oh. <laughs> There's something you can figure out. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. We sure. Okay. Where were we? Uh, what, what's the best part of writing this book for you as the author? The best part, I think, was just the fact that it was a new genre. Um, until then, I'd kind of 
stuck to like you know your typical medieval based uh, epic fantasy kind of stuff. And so this was branching out for me. And so just trying to figure out, you know, kind of what the, you know, typical expectations were for a new genre and stuff were kind of fun. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about reading urban fantasy is so many of the fantasies you read, they're all set, you know, in medieval times. you got horses, you got swords. They all kind of have the same setting sort of kind of ish. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a fun thing for me about urban fantasy is it, it contains a lot of the classic fantasy elements, but in a different setting. Yeah, like you can have elves on a motorcycle, so... <laughs> Which is just fun. Or better yet, elves in space! <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have a favorite character in the book? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Who is he? Or she? Eliaster or- is... Definitely my favorite character. Um, Why is that? Because he's snarky and cranky, but he's just really a good-hearted person. I don't know. He's just fun to write. He's a lot of fun to write because I never really, I never really can tell exactly what he's gonna do. <laughs> oh, I love snarky characters. They are so fun to write. <laughs> they are. Has anybody here? Has everybody here uh, read Becky Miner's? Um, Windrider Saga. Oh yes, I love those. I haven't yet, but I'm hoping to eventually. Yeah, Vinny's wow. hilarious. Oh, I love him. Yep. <clears throat> What's something that the readers of your book would be surprised to know about you or about the book? I really don't know. I mean, it's maybe just the fact that it's it's different than like a lot of stuff that I've previously written. Definitely. A little bit grittier and gritty is good. <laughs> you read you read some of my stuff, Heather. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm coming from on that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're probably on the same page as that on on that one, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> so Heather has uh, been beta reading my next book. So, uh, gave some really mm-hmm. good suggestions. So, it's a really good book too. <laughs> Thank you. So. Looking up to the host there. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you feel that this book had to be written in this setting? I don't know. It just kind of, when I first started writing it, I you know I grew up, my teenage years were, were spent growing up in Springfield, Missouri. I was in Springfield a lot for various things. Um so it just I just kind of started writing a city that I was familiar with, and that's what happened. There are no cities in the UP. Yeah. <laughs> well. Eventually. The two that I've been in. My my goal is to move it up into the UP. So. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I've, I'm looking forward to that. You can have a cool. fight in Tequamanon Falls or something. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. I've, I've already thought about different areas where I can have various scenes set and everything. But for starting out in the city, I just like I said, Springfield was a familiar city, and so I just kind of went with using that one. Mm-hmm. So it, you're looking to move it rural. So is that what I'm I'm getting? Um, smaller city, definitely. I mean, the biggest city in the UP pretty much is probably Marquette, 
So, mm. which is five minutes away from where I live. Easy so, to um, search. yeah, exactly. And plus, there's just there's just a lot of potential in this area. I think to make it, I don't know, just kind of really fun. And knowing knowing the area that you're writing in never hurts. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why most of my stuff is set in Kansas City. So. <laughs> uh, mine's all set in outer space, so I can just make up crap. There you oh, go. That, that's there fun, too. too. <laughs> that is especially fun, too. So. Yeah, until I get a physics thing wrong or something, and everybody calls me. I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to do some fun. Anyway, what's the most interesting thing you had to Google or research in the course of writing this book? In this book? Probably just all the various Celtic uh, mythology and stuff. I also, well, I also spent... How Celtic mythology get? Does it get as bizarre as Greek mythology? Um, probably at least as bizarre, if not more so, than Greek mythology. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff that the Celts came up with. <laughs> well, that's the fascinating thing about any of the ancient mythologies like that. You're like... What were these people on? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. But he's doing um, what to who the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time looking up um, trying to find like Celtic translations for words, especially like Celtic oaths and curses and things like that, just because um that's always played a big part in the mythology. And so trying to find correct uh, translations for some of that stuff could be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. Interesting. <laughs> probably has quotes around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, how, many, how many writers have had a spouse come up and, what are you doing? It's What's up next for you? Well, uh, obviously Forge Steel is the first in a series, so I'm trying to... Right now I'm working on the second book in the series. Um, I'm hoping to get that out sometime, maybe next fall. We'll see if Ooh, that right actually happens. Hmm? Or at least edit, you, re, you either write or edit faster than I do. <laughs> Trying. Are you talking fall of 2016 or 2017? Uh, 26. Oh, yeah. Um, fall of 2016. Okay. okay. Hopefully. We'll see, like I said, if that actually happens or not. And how many books are you going to plan on being in the series? Is this going to be a trilogy, an ongoing series, a weird number like four or five? <laughs> um, well, that actually gets a bit complicated when you... <laughs> um, because... The series that Forge Steel is in, uh, the Crucible series, is going to be comprised of five to seven books. I'm not exactly sure how many yet, um, because book two is turning out to be a lot longer than I expected. So, um, but <laughs> but there's also there's potential for a companion series that comes like five or six years after the final book. Um, there's potential for companion short stories and novellas. It's just kind of a whole big sprawling mess. So, <laughs> love story universes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It so. keeps the world building part simple for us writers. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, the thing I like about doing that too is you can tell a bunch of individual stories and a big overarching story. So instead of reading three books and getting three stories, you read three books and get four stories or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. So, so where can we find your books? Amazon, right now, um, they're all the Forge Seals on uh, exclusively on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you can borrow it. Even excellent. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Hawkeye. That's, that's my wife's as well. I, How come? Um, I I don't know. I just I've always kind of liked him. Mostly, I'm mostly familiar with superheroes through like the movies. I'm not a huge comic book reader, so um, yeah. just the the Hawkeye that they've built in the Marvel uh, movie universe is. I don't know, I just really like him. And this, with uh, Age of Ultron, his backstory coming out a bit more, I was just like, aw, he's really cool. <laughs> yeah, the Marvel movies have done a really good job of doing some character work and such. Mm -hmm. Overarching plots. And... Yes, they, they sure, certainly have. So. And uh, speaking of different archers, have you seen Arrow, the TV show? No, I haven't. I've oh, you should look. You have, it's really good. If you have Netflix, it's on Netflix. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's what people keep telling me that I should watch. That I should watch it. So it's, it's on my it's on my list to watch for sure. Season one, especially, does a really good job with, with using story hooks. Mm -hmm. My wife and I were just well, we started out watching Flash, and then we thought, oh hey, we have a couple of crossover episodes. Let's go back and watch an episode of Arrow. Like four hours later, and I'm <laughs> going to bed now. It's really, it's really easy to get sucked into either one of those. So, well, especially Arrow in the first season does an excellent job of story hooks. It's better than anything I've seen in TV lately. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, okay. So, are there any authors that you would recommend? Well, I am a pretty big fan of Brandon Sanderson, so I'd have to admit that I would recommend. Bravo. Any and all of his books. I think you've recommended uh, right, a few no, to there's me. There's a tough choice. I'm, What's your favorite Sanderson novel? Oh, that's mean. I can't pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of his stuff. Elantris is probably my favorite one yet. So that was Elantris novel. is yeah, it's the best, for a, it's the for best a first novel that was excellent. I've ever read. Mm -hmm. um, probably, if I had to really, really pick um, a favorite, his uh, latest one in the Mistborn uh, universe, um, Shadows of Self. Is that uh, Alloy of Law or different? Yeah. Um, uh, that that's comes the after Alloy of Law. Yeah, right? that's the sequel to Alloy of Law. And okay, uh, I haven't read that one. Yeah, I. It's like, I don't know. I really like it. It's almost like a Sherlock Holmes set in a steampunk magic universe. I don't know. It's really awesome. Hmm. So. Thanks. That one's really, really good. But okay. then all of his stuff is really good, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So. This has been another episode of Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards. Our music is Flight of the Beast, Loop 1, by Jonathan Gear. Lasers, Dragons, and Keyboards is copyrighted under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. This means if you're not for profit and you want to quote us, please be sure that you cite us. If you are for profit, please get our permission first. 
You can find us at lasersdragonsandkeyboards.wordpress.com for detailed show notes, as well as on facebook.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next time.